When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. It's a road show Friday with Hale Bar City Radio at the Single Barrel inside the graduate Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. We are presented by Currency for all your uh, equipment financing needs. You go Currency. Lots to get into. It is homecoming, Nebraska, Indiana. The buses are parked here for IU, and uh, they are going to invade. Our old man Trey just came through with. Lots and lots and lots of beef to uh, take back to the cooler, the single barrel, what you got to get for not only a little breakfast uh, every day uh, mornings, but how about a giant steak? How about some bourbon? How about some whiskey? There goes Trey again. It looks He's got like some vegetable oil. Pineapple juice. Pineapple juice. He's like, leave me alone, you two <laughs> He's goons. trying to get the hell away from us. <laughs> <laughs> so we invite you down here. We're here till 6. We're here tomorrow at 3.30 for pregame in front of Nebraska Indiana inside the graduate with the single barrel, and uh, we have, you know, we do the uh, the, the line change uh, in Omaha, with the great folks at Five Ninety, uh, Handley and Austin, and but behind us we are we are guarding. It's like we're at Buckingham Palace here, over uh, two hundred different choices of whiskey and bourbon. So the the magic door opened up, and it was almost like he had seen a sight. To be determined if we will be playing better defense than the Huskers, though. Um, we've already failed on our responsibilities once. Uh, Somebody asked us nicely, though. Can we sneak by? That's, sure. That's true. That's, yeah. that's, that's all you really need. And maybe, that's, uh, maybe that's what's been happening in Husker games, too. Well, it is uh, <laughs> a theme of throwback for homecoming. Be good, Trey. See you, man. <laughs> uh, you can drop the steak off here. Uh, we'll uh, get one of Elijah's lighters up here and just go medium rare. Uh, we go that way. Let's go rare. Connor's rolling his eyes at us. But, no, we're loaded up today. We'll spend time with Jacob Padilla. Big night at PBA with Waka, Waka, Waka. Close. Yeah, close. I'm sorry. That was a bad <laughs> Muppets joke. Waka, Flocka. Going to be tearing the roof off PBA. Jacob will talk a little hoops and football with us in about 15 minutes. In hour two, the pride of Fairbury, the professor, NBC Sports' is Bill Dolman with us on site here at the Single Barrel and uh, then uh, Brady Oltmans, a uh, really talented writer with HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. Get his twist on things with the week that's been. And then uh, Clausburn and the Friday forecast. Numbers to get in can join us at 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Email chris at HaleVarsity.com and you can comment. We are streaming live. Here on uh, the uh, the Streamyard, do so with ESPN Lincoln Facebook, ESPN Lincoln Twitter, and you can do the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter handle as well. Give that a follow at H Varsity Radio. 
Chris is just to our right. She is back from Spicoli land. Aloha, Spicoli. She uh, was uh, on the islands last week. What type of island will Nebraska's corners be on tomorrow against Indiana? Indiana does some work. Nebraska has done some allowing uh, when it comes to, to secondary work. And listen, it, it is change round two for Nebraska. Last time Nebraska was at home, it was uh, Big Mick Energy, right? Mickey Joseph taking over as interim head coach. His first audition, a tough crowd with Oklahoma. Bill Bush, now as your acting defensive coordinator, it's been simplified, it's been sped up to counter the Indiana tempo, and they've had a bye week to get better. Uh, let's dive into that here. Change round two, how and can it be better for Nebraska? I think it can be, but uh, it, it really comes down to me, first and foremost, my, my specific point is the rushing number. Uh, what is going to happen rushing-wise for Indiana? What's going to happen rushing-wise for Nebraska? And I say this because everyone's not only uh, done well, but they've blown it out of the water with their season average compared to what they were able to do against Nebraska on the ground. Northwestern, 214. They've averaged 116 this season. Uh, You have North Dakota, 175 against Nebraska. They average 102 uh, per game. 233 for Georgia Southern uh, is right. 171 is their average. And then Oklahoma, they averaged 200 anyway because they're balanced and great. But they went for 312 like it was a Barry Switzer option wishbone tribute. So I ask that with Indiana. uh, They make their money throwing the football. But guess what? Uh, they can convert some third downs, which they're good at. Nebraska's bad at stopping and do the run game. It will uh, it will be a long night for Nebraska. So rushing yards, how much over or under 200 is Indiana run the football? You flip it around, what's Nebraska do with their rushing attack? And that rushing attack lends into the ball control time of possession thing, which you'll theoretically win anyway uh, because Indiana's so fast. But you really need to keep them on the sideline. So the rushing number, to me, what's the plus minus 200 for each team? I'm trying to find what uh, what Vegas has on the rushing yards for Indiana. The prop. Uh, I do know that Nebraska's first quarter money line is uh, minus 145. You think the Huskers win the first quarter? I'm not finding a rushing prop, unfortunately. But, I mean, yeah, I think you said it during the line change. Is the story of the game the f- first team to 200 rushing yards is the one who's going to win this football game. Probably we, we, the first team to 30, but yeah. <laughs> how, how do you get to that 30? Is it on the ground or via the air? And, uh, I mean, I look at it with this Husker football team. They've talked about the fact that they want to slow the game down, uh, keep their defense off the field. You have to do that with rushing. And uh, to me, this is a game that's going to come down to Nebraska's offensive line. Are they able to clear the holes for Anthony Grant and Gabe Irvin uh, on Saturday night? If they can do that, I think Nebraska puts himself in a great position to win. But this is uh, an offensive line that's a bit patchwork. Uh, if we're honest, with Ethan Piper now stepping in at left guard, you're moving Corcoran back out to left tackle. Uh, that's a little bit patchwork. We, we've seen the struggles on the right side of the offensive line all year long. It's been a, a revolving door of Brock Bando and Henry Latovsky at right guard. And, um, Bryce Binhart's play is left a little bit to be desired at right tackle. Uh, and then you look in the, the, the middle with Hickson. No complaints, but also no wow plays either. That's what you had from Cam Jurgens was those wow plays that made that offensive line look better than it actually was. 
this season so far, I don't have reason for optimism from the offensive line. And now you're going up against a, a Big Ten phone in Indiana that I thought looked pretty physical at the point of attack against a, a really hard-nosed football team in Illinois. So that's the story of the game for me is can Nebraska reach 200 rushing yards, A, and B, can their offensive line do enough uh, to make the holes that can keep Nebraska's offense on the field in turn, keeping the Indiana offense off of the field. Well, and Connor Clark is with us as well. And, Connor, you got to keep uh, Mighty Casey from doing a Tua impersonation, right? He can't get lit up. Indiana's already amassed 10 sacks through four games. That doesn't sound like a ton, but it's enough to make you cringe a little bit. Well, you got to keep him clean. And you. I think you have to hold the football for a while. And I know that Nebraska wants to get up and down, and there's going to be a lot of throwing of the football but Indiana threw the ball 66 times last week, and they're going to have very quick drives, whether that's successful or not, and they will put up points. So I think that if you can keep Casey Thompson clean and develop drives and make them last a little bit longer, we've talked about that being the game plan against Oklahoma. didn't really work out that way for you. So what have you tried again against a team that obviously isn't as good as Oklahoma, but it's still a Big Ten opponent. So I think that could be a big component into this game. Because Indiana, they had a 104 offensive snaps last week. They threw the ball 66 times. You know they're going to want to move quickly, and they will move quickly. How is Nebraska going to adjust to that? Not only on the defensive side of the ball, but on the offensive side of the ball as well. How do you keep the ball out of Indiana's hands? And this is an Indiana team that, in my eyes, is better than both Georgia Southern and Northwestern. So, so a big question is, what can this fresh start for a Husker football team do? And I specifically look at the corner opposite Quentin Newsom. Is it going to be Tommy Hill on Saturday? He was first on the depth chart, but uh, you saw him get pulled towards the end of that game against Oklahoma. Can simplifying the defense help a guy like Tommy Hill? Because uh, he's going to be asked to do a lot on Saturday with how much Indiana throws the football around. Can Tommy Hill uh, make a step up in his game if the defense is simplified? Because if he puts out a performance like we saw against Oklahoma, it's not going to be good enough. Indiana could roll. They absolutely could. And listen, you know you've got Newsom, and it's up to the opposing corner to, to not get beat as badly as they did. And that's a tribute to Oklahoma. They're pretty loaded with wideouts. Uh, they, they made a good scheme offensively as well. They, they did. They did well, and, and Hill had a tough day. Did, does he bounce back? Is he coached up uh, in that secondary? Herzog is, is another guy, guy that you're seeing that could get some time along with Singleton. It's safety. You've got Miller that could find his way into the nickel, which means you have more Golarovic potentially at inside, and then there's also Gifford. The thing that Indiana does really well with their, their hybrid body types. Think of, a, think of Hendershot, right? Think of that guy that's in the NFL now. Play for the Cowboys, right? Yeah, and, and you know Troy Aikman gave him a shout-out. It wasn't very nice, but uh, you have those body types that Coach Allen's been able to get at Indiana that maybe they're not burners, but, man, they're, they're 6'3 to 6'5, 6'6 flex slot guys that just wear you out. They're big, they're physical. They're not Des Bryant, but they're Des Bryant body types. And, you know, people have made a living, and I think back to Northwestern, Oklahoma didn't have to do it as much, but they went more horizontal with their vertical versus going vertical against Nebraska uh, in the whole realm, getting people in space realm. And, and I think Indiana can do that. Does Indiana pick on uh, Nebraska's linebackers, middle linebackers for coverage with a running back or an H-back uh, setup. I mean, that's not new news. That's not new football, but people have had success against it. Do you get a situation where, okay, 
you get Henrich in coverage. Uh, that's It's not that he can't do it, but he's better in zone drops than he is man, right? So uh, Indiana's game plan will be a little bit fascinating. Find us on Twitter, at Schmidt underscore radio, at Herbal Essence. The uh, Pride of Fairbury, uh, the professor is here. Uh, Dolman going to hang out with us here. Connor Clark, find him on Twitter, at C underscore Clark underscore 27. Dolman's homework assignment is to figure out what Animal House character, since it is homecoming, best represents Nebraska. You're Jennings, by the way. You're Jennings, by the way, in Animal House. Since Dolman's working his magic with... uh, the uh, the young minds. Connor Clark's like, my God, get me out of that guy's <laughs> class. I'm not even in his class. I just no. See you're him just every avoiding day. the you're just avoiding the room, aren't you? <laughs> but uh, we're breaking down Nebraska, Indiana. Can join us here at four six six three seven seven six eight hundred eight two five five eight six five. Can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com and get in touch with us here on the Streamyard. ESPN Lincoln, Facebook, ESPN Lincoln, Twitter, and Hale Varsity Radio at HVarsity on Twitter to watch the show. As we're live down here at Single Barrel, the doors open here shortly, and uh, time for you to get a, a steak and a beer. <laughs> Order me one. I'm, I'm, I, I guess I do owe you one after that, that steak and a beer bet last yeah, night. Yeah, that went well last night with, uh, with Miami. With Miami and Cincinnati, the fighting Joe Burrows got it handled. But, I, you know, I think it's it's, it's going to be a good ball game, I think, back to the 2019 contest. And, and that thing was back and forth, and, and it flipped. Mm. Nebraska's up 17-7 back then, right? Remember pre-COVID? And you've got Vedral driving. Nebraska flips it, goes to the second quarter. And what happens? You have the, the, the in, infamous fumble that gets scooped up in return. Now Vedral runs him down 80 yards downfield. But instead of going up, in a shootout 24-7 to because you got a turnover, you give it right back. And what that allowed to do was it allowed uh, Indiana to, to go focus on the running game. I mean, you saw uh, uh, Scott, Steve, Stevie Scott, Stevie Scott, their running back, he didn't start out looking all that impressive, but it was those body blows from Indiana that, that took a toll. And if you're up 24-7 to on a team in the first half, they don't have the ability to run the ball that much. And, and looking back, that fumble, it allowed Indiana to, to keep with the rushing attack. That's what won them the football game in 2019. I don't think the rushing attacks what wins in the football game tomorrow. No, it's through the air. John, let's squeeze you in here on Hale Varsity. Thanks for calling. Hello? Yep, you're on, John. Go ahead, bud. Are you there? Yeah, we're, we're here, John. Go ahead. Yes, hi. Fire away, cowboy. Yes. Oh, yes, I have a question about this week's game. Do you think you, you can try to answer it for me? Yeah, we got to get the question soon. We're up against the clock, so oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, my question is, if, if things fall apart again, do you think there'll be any more changes with the coaching staff, or will they just stick where they're at right now? That's a good question. John, appreciate you listening and, okay, and giving us a phone a call evening. today. Take care. Bye. You too, yeah, bud. The, Take care. The question that that brings up is how much more does Nebraska have waiting in the wings being able to step up? Well, I mean, let's be honest. Are you out of sacrifices for the volcano? (laughs) I mean, you've done head coach, you've done coordinator, and you wouldn't think that you wouldn't think that an offense coordinator after his fourth game would be on the way out of here. So you don't think Mark Whipple's on the table here? No, but but and I hate to go here, but offensive line, 
After only five games? You can't do that. I don't think you can. But you did it to it's the, the defensive It's the next likely option, though, I think. But that was after four years plus five games well, with the defensive quarter. That's the difference. Four years with Mick. It was four games, though. With I personally think the Mickey. only ones you can look at are the ones that are holdovers from Frost, where I look at Rude and Fisher, and even then, I don't think you want to lose another member of your defensive staff. No. You need to, to work together, and uh, this is just the first week with Bush together doing his thing. So uh, patience and... A lot of season left, but, man, it's uh, so important to uh, get a win tomorrow night so you're able to um, to find a way a week from tonight at Rutgers. Hail Varsity Roadshow, you are invited down here to the single barrel every home football Friday. We're here till 6. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, Jacob Badilla on the way. It's Hail Varsity presented by Currency. Each year, approximately 5,000 children are diagnosed with brain cancer. Of those children, nearly 30% will not survive, and many of those that do are left with debilitating side effects for life. We're asking you to help by tuning in to the 10th Annual Team Jack Foundation Radiothon presented by the Home Agency on September 29th. Become a champion for a cure for just $20 a month. Visit teamjackfoundation.org to learn more. Thank you for helping us fight for a cure. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back here at the Single Barrel, it's Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow. Friday, Single Barrel inside the Graduate Home Football Fridays were presented by Currency. Michael phoned in, and uh, one of the classic shows that portrayed college life with this homecoming thing theme is PCU. You ever see PCU? I don't think so. You have the uh, character that played Ari Gold in Entourage. Well, it was one of his first movies. And and he was, uh, let's just say, a, a longtime grad student. Well, Michael says, and this was John Favreau's character, he got lost uh, playing disc golf, trying to get beer. We won't <laughs> dive into the substances that, that he was on. But Nebraska is that character in the movie, the guy that's lost trying to find his beer. So that's that's a good comparison. Schmitty, Schmitty, you're pulling up all these old obscure college no, movies. I mean, no, I've, no, I've no, seen, no. I've seen no. Animal House, but P, that's obscure. PCU is pretty obscure. It's it's pretty classic, actually. Never Welcome heard of in it. Jacob Padilla, Jacob, yay or nay on PCU? Have you seen it? Never heard of it. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Well, homework <laughs> for Connor is Animal House this weekend. Jacob's like, do you? You don't give me homework on the weekend. There's basketball. Five <laughs> weeks over with. I, I don't have time for homework now. That's right. That's right. Well, you've been all over it. Let's start with football before we get to hoops. And, uh, you know, what's the difference to you for Nebraska Saturday night? How do they get off the schneid? And if they do, why? What's, what's something either obvious or sneaky that you think Nebraska can bring out Saturday night, either side of the ball, to, to give them a spark? Uh, so the first reason would be why is because Indiana is also not good. So the level of competition uh, factors in significantly to their chances here um, compared to Oklahoma the last time we saw them play. Um, but it, I think it comes down to whether or not they're able to make enough like tweaks defensively to just hang in there and survive. I think we've seen this offense can move the ball well enough to, to potentially win some games if the offensive line can hold up. Um, but defensively, they were just a sieve and – I don't know how much they can change in, in one kind of bye week, uh, week, I guess week and a half of practice here or whatever. 
Um, but it, it, I mean, you're not, it, the, the previous decision makers weren't so bad that they were playing obviously inferior players over better players. So you're, you were playing your most talented players for the most part. Maybe there's a guy here or there that kind of fell through the cracks that will get another shot and will surprise the coaches and like, Oh, okay. So maybe he can play. We, we hadn't seen him previously, but he, he stepped up. He made some strides here over the last couple of weeks. And this is a guy that we can rely on. So I think that's what you're looking for. Maybe, maybe it's uh, somebody in the secondary, maybe somebody filling in. Um, I, I guess, I don't know where else uh, that, that's probably the, the spot you're looking at. I, I think for the most part, they've got the right guys in the front seven. Um, with what the roster looks like, but um, yeah, maybe a guy here or there gets a crack at it and kind of wins a job. And uh, I, I think, and I think uh, Nikki Joseph, uh, kind of the line that stuck out to me is just, we're going to uh, defensively, I don't remember exactly what he said, but something in the fact we're going to do what these guys can do. Um, not maybe not so much of trying to plug the players into this uh, system that they already had. They're trying to adjust some things. All right. All right. We know this hasn't worked. We got to find a way to meet the players where they're at, find a way to use whatever strengths they have and hope that it'll be enough to, 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 to let us compete. Um, so I, again, I don't know that we're going to see dramatically different things coming out because it's hard to completely shift w- what you're doing mid season, but hopefully there's enough tweaks here and there. They find something that works, uh, that they can kind of stick with moving forward. Jacob Bedillo is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Jacob, when you look at that defense, I know that Indiana throws the ball all over the field. Uh, that's what they, they love to do. They love to run that, that hurry-up offense. And I think Connor said they, they threw the ball for uh, something like 60 times last game. But my, my question to you is, is it so simple to, to stop Indiana's uh, passing attack uh, by focusing on stopping their rushing attack? Is, is that too uh, inverted for you, that if you can make them one-dimensional, it's going to make that passing attack easier to stop that the focus of the defense might actually be stopping Indiana's rushing attack first? Um, yeah, I mean, you look at what they've done. They, they've, I mean, they still run the ball uh, 26 to 38 times in, in all these games, so they're going to run the ball a little bit. They just have not been able to do it against anybody but Idaho. So, yes, you definitely have to hold up against the run, which Nebraska has not done previously uh, for a team that can't really run the ball. Um, so you, you've got you've to hold your own there. What you can't allow Indiana to do is just gash you on, on the ground in addition to throwing as much as they're going to do. You're going to have to – I mean, it's just, you're just going to have to play better football. You're going to have to uh, play better defense. And the, the passing attack is going to be the most important just based on the volume. And I think there'll be some opportunities there. It's not like uh, Connor Basilek's been – completing passes at a 65% rate and hasn't turned the ball over. Um, it's 53.5% passer at this point, seven touchdowns, four interceptions. So there should be some opportunities there if they can play well enough. Um, we saw how easily uh, teams were completing passes on Nebraska the, the, uh, so far this season. You can't allow that to where they're just dinking and dunking, then they're hitting you for a big game here and there. You, you've got to – provide some resistance you can't let them get into a rhythm and um so yeah i mean i i think you're going to have to be able to do both but the passing attack is definitely going to have to um step up and that's where maybe you get another guy here or there we saw how many players they kind of tried out in the oklahoma game maybe one of them impressed this week uh we'll get a little get more of a chance in that game 
Uh, or maybe we'll go back. I mean, we saw on the depth chart there were some changes, but it wasn't dramatic. Like, you still, for the most part, have the same starters. So either those guys are going to have to step it up or they're going to get replaced. Jacob Adil is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Jacob, we were talking about how Indiana likes to move the ball really, really quickly. And we heard from Mickey Joseph on Tuesday that the defense is kind of hurrying up their process to keep up with that Indiana offense. Well, how does Nebraska kind of flip the script here this Saturday and make Indiana adjust to them and not letting the Hoosiers have the upper hand in that sense? Uh, The way you're going to have to do it is just stack successful plays. You're going to have to offensively that you're going to have to sustain drives on offense. I think that's going to be the most important thing. Like you can't, you can't expect them to go down and score on every single drive, but you can't have quick three and outs where you put the defense back out there. And and then you're asking them to um, defend um, quick action, uh, kind of know how to like hurry up plays um, without much of a rest. So it's going to start at the beginning of drives. You got to get off to a good start. You got to have good first down success to where you have chances to uh, convert second and thirds and shorts. You can keep the drive going. I don't necessarily think you're going to have – you don't necessarily want to run down the play clock to, to five seconds on every single time. You still want to do what you do. Like there, there's a line between just playing stall ball and not kind of rushing. Um, I, I still think maybe you mix in some tempo here or there when you get into a rhythm where, all right, we, we, we've, picked, we've moved the chains a couple of times now. And let's speed it up here. Let, let's uh, let's see if we can catch them sleeping a little bit here. Try to hit them with a deep shot or something. Like you can still mix in some of that, but it's got to come after you've already had success. So that's how you have to combat that. Is I, I think hold on to the ball, ball control. It's going to be important. And then defensively, if the opportunities are there, you have to make them. You can't have a dropped pick. You can't fall down and give up a, a big busted play and give them a forty yard gain. Like you, you if. If they give you a chance to go make a play, force a turnover, um, get off the field on third down, you have to do it. Because if you fail in those moments, that's when the kind of the the, the mental side of things seep in. And you're like, here we go again. All the previous fail failures come rushing back. And that's when I think I think things can snowball. So sustain drives on offense and get off the field when you have a chance on defense. Jacob Badilla is with us from HaleVarsity.com and magazine at Jacob Badilla underscore Jacob. Going to flip gears to... Nebraska basketball. I'm going to showcase tonight at PBA with uh, Waka Flocka. I said that correctly, says the old man yes. on the yes. screen here. <laughs> I'm getting kudos here for my, uh, my 20-year-olds. Don't forget Jacob, the flame what part. Do you, the flame, gotcha. Uh, well, tell it, me. It, it's like you can Waka, have it or you don't have to have it. Like, <laughs> I think Waka Flocka you have to have it. It's like legal name versus what people call you. Like, like his parents may have named him Waka Flocka Flame, but his friends call him Waka Flocka, you know? <laughs> Jacob's just Somehow like, I doubt that his parents named him Waka Flocka Flame, <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there. It works well. So tell me what you're excited about here with Hoiberg's crew. Uh, pretty much uh, another roster makeover with, with a couple of exceptions, about three guys back, but... You know, what, what's your outlook here? Where can Nebraska grow and be better, be competitive here? I think that the biggest change, obviously, like you mentioned, it's somewhat different roster, um, although they did bring a few important pieces back. But I think it's more of a kind of mentality shift in the way that they're going about their business. In the past, I think Hortberg's tried to play his way, run his system, do all those types of things. Uh, and the players they brought in just haven't fit. And the results have been the, kind of the worst stretch that we've seen for Nebraska basketball. Um, 
So I think that they're changing a little bit here in terms of what they value, what they're trying to do with the, the players that they brought in. Um, you've got more defensive-minded guys. You've got some length. You've got some guys that will go attack the glass that can maybe be a plus in, in that area. Um, so it's a little different type of roster in terms of what guys do well. Um, and so I think you that's kind of been the, the consistent message so far throughout the offseason into the press conferences more defense, more focus on fundamentals, more focus on moving the ball, sharing it, um, uh, offensive balance, all those types of things where in the past um, that hasn't like Hoiberg's tried to run his system. And I think that the biggest problem is this combination of the, the best players that they brought in didn't really fit. And the role players that they brought in around them weren't good enough to, to fill their roles. And so those things kind of, um, that there wasn't much room for the, the star players to, to work with and no spacing because they weren't shooting the ball or sharing the ball well enough. And then th those role players had to do too much or weren't, weren't put in position to succeed. And maybe they were in a little bit over the head. So all of that has kind of come together. We're seeing now, I think Sam Griesel fits really well with what Hoiberg wants to do. And I wrote a, uh, did a film study on him, um, started this week that really went in depth on that. Um, and I, I think you've got a, a guy like Blaze, Blaze Kata coming in here, kind of t uh, t teaming up with Derek Walker to give you more of an interior presence um, to where you've got – he's a little different. I think he's a little bit more of a post-scorer, um, uh, a little bit bigger guy uh, than Derek, who's, um, uh, as we've seen, has become a really efficient player. Um, mm -hmm. So it's I think it's going to be a really nice combo inside. And then – I think Juwan Gary, Emmanuel Bandamel, these guys are defense-first defense, defense first players. Um, they're they're going to work hard on that end. Um, and so the question is, are they talented enough in the Big Ten? Uh, I think they're going to try to win a different way, and I, I think they're going to give themselves a better chance. They're going to be scrappier, but ultimately, can they score enough in the Big Ten? And that's a big question they're going to have to answer. Jacob Adillo with Hale Varsity. Jacob, awesome insight. Thanks for a few minutes today. I always appreciate seeing you. Yep. Talk to you guys again soon. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. Single Barrel, where we are at Roadshow Friday. It's Hale Varsity, presented by your friends at Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Good uh, tweet in from David. We're asking what Animal House character, since it is homecoming, represents Nebraska. And David says, I think the Animal House character uh, Nebraska is, is Kevin Bacon. Chip Diller. Thank you, sir. May I have another? The, the, the Thank old, you, sir. May I have another? The old frat initiation, right? Yes. The old spanking? The, the old paddle. The old paddle. <laughs> Paul's been patiently waiting. Paul, go ahead. Thanks for calling. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm getting there slowly but surely. You know, uh, by definition regarding PCU, any film with David Spade without Chris Farley is an obscure film. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spade's character in PCU is pretty good. I didn't say it wasn't pretty good. I'm just saying yeah. it's obscure. But you've seen it, thankfully, Paul. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, can can you give me a, a, a to the dean? Can you give me a rating on a one to ten scale of the movie PCU? Two, maybe two and a half. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, that, that's what that's I thought. Too low. That's I'm rating on the curve. <laughs> <laughs> that is too low. 
it's at least in the three to four. As for what's going to happen Saturday night, here's my prediction for you guys. Indiana this year is the Northwestern of last year, and you know what we did to Northwestern last year. We're going to put things together. We're going to score at will. Am I predicting 56-7? to 7? No. But is it a good shot at 42-21? to 21? Yeah, so that's my prediction. 42 Nebraska, 21 Indiana. All right, Paul, good stuff. Appreciate you hanging on. Good uh, prediction there. And uh, David Spade without Chris Farley. There you have it. Well played, sir. Well, what movies did they, they did? Uh, Tommy Boy, the, yeah. Black Sheep, Black Sheep. But I, I never saw. It. I never saw. It. I think they just did two. Before. Both classics, though. Well, I don't know the Black Sheep's in that realm. Oh, it's a it makes you feel better. Boy, I've seen it. Tommy Boy at least. Well, I hope so. That's part of. <laughs> come on now. That's. I mean, who didn't? That's just. Get, get I'm just setting the bar for school. myself right there. And that works. That oh, works. One thing to say to uh, to Paul's comments there is. The fact that, that Northwestern, while you can say Indiana is this year's version of them, could be a get-right game, Northwestern didn't beat anyone good last season, and Indiana's already beaten Illinois, who I believe to be much better than, than they were last season. I think they're a program that's on the up-and-up with Brett Bielmo as their head coach, and Indiana still found a way to beat them. Now, it was one of those weird games Friday night at home. Uh, they had some energy behind them, and anything can happen, but... But Indiana stepped up to the task that game, and uh, it was close down the stretch, and they went and found a way to go win that football game. So I'm not sure Northwestern of, of last season is the best comparison for Indiana. I can see where you're coming from. But this Indiana football team, I think it could surprise some people on Saturday with what it looks like. It's not your traditional Indiana team, and it's, it's not going to look like what Cincinnati made them look like last week, in, in my humble opinion, because when you look at what Nebraska brings to the table, it's not even close to what Cincinnati brings to the table. Since he on the lines of scrimmage is high level, very good. Yes. Uh, loaded up on both lines of scrimmage, a true fickle team. You know, uh, speaking of fickle, that's a name that you hear from a coach's opening standpoint. I mean, a, a wish list, right? Interested here uh, on a couple of names. We, we've talked Kiffin this week, but there's been some fleck floating around on social media, and you just kind of roll your eyes at me. He's got it rolling at Minnesota. He probably wins the West this year. And I'm not saying that P.J. Fleck would be a bad hire for Nebraska if they would have made that hire uh, four and a half seasons ago, or five, five years ago, however you want to look at it. I think it would have been a great hire for Nebraska. I think they'd be in a completely different place than they are right now. But what is P.J. Fleck's appeal for leaving Minnesota? There's none because you're winning as is right now mm-hmm. with the West. You're a better football program than Nebraska. You're winning as is in Minnesota. They're getting the same chunk of, of uh, TV rights money that Nebraska is going to be getting here soon. They're going to be able to take care of their head coach. The so. only problem is, oh, Minnesota's got a game this weekend. It's a pro town. I mean, you're always overshadowed by the Vikings, and, and you will be. We, and we've talked about the gettability of Aranda. And, and, uh, and you, you bring up a good sailed. point, but I, I think Aranda is much more gettable than P.J. Fleck in Nebraska's eyes. Fleck, you know, Fleck's waiting for one of those monster top five current jobs to open and throw mm-hmm. his hat in the ring. We got a line, We got a caller or no? No, there was nobody on the other end. That makes mm. you sad. It really Corey does. chimes in. Uh, if our corners play five yards off the line of the line of scrimmage again, Nebraska has no chance. Our corners need to come up to the line and get physical. Uh, you wonder with Bill Bush and his background in the secondary if that's going to be a reality. It's one thing to have 
quick um, quick calls, one-word calls to counter this Indiana tempo. It's another to uh, to play press coverage, man coverage. If you do that, you, you better be good at it, and that may help your defensive line get home or whatever you want to send uh, towards the quarterback. Matt chimes in, PCU is at least a six or a seven. It would get canceled in today's culture, and that's the point. I may have talked myself into a strong nine <laughs> with, uh, with PCU. It, it's great parody on everyone protesting the fact they're not going to protest. We're not going to protest. We're not going to protest. It's good. you got to check the, around. The concept of this movie is a little bit lost on me right now. No, it's, it's great. It's, it's absolutely hilarity. Brennan says Black Sheep is a classic. Uh, wow. Uh, oh, great. I have a big bowl of chocolate pudding in my underpants. I don't, I've never seen black sheep. Oh, it's okay. Not as good as Tommy Boy. Nothing is. Eh, that's debatable. Um, You're going to get Dolman across the table at you. Tommy, <laughs> Boy's a, Tommy Boy is a great movie, but like in, in the grand scheme of all movies ever, have you seen Lord of the Rings? Have you seen Saving Private Ryan? I've, I've, I've not seen uh, Lord of the Rings. You've not seen Lord of the Rings? Ever. Oh, no. get me away from I you. I have not seen Lord of the Rings oh. or Titanic. Okay, Titanic you don't need to see. That's just, there's like one painting scene where they're in like the 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 the, the Model A, and it's it, it's unnecessary. Not a great movie. It's Titanic. unnecessarily it, long too. It's a love story. Unnecessarily <laughs> long. Lord of the Rings is necessarily long. Is the difference? Like I watched the extended cuts maybe two months ago. They're like four hours a pop. Spent like isn't it a whole weekend goblins watching it? and you know knights and elves. Yeah, I mean, isn't it? Rings, of, yeah, just goofy stuff. No, goofy, no. Yeah, I'm not into medieval. You know, everything, every character that looks like the cover of Zeppelin Four, I don't need. I didn't know I worked with the man that didn't like Lord of the Rings. Okay, I, I don't know that I don't like it. I just haven't gotten into it. I'm, I'm, I'm reevaluating my decision to work with you <laughs> right now. Should, shouldn't be a movie that's caused that. <laughs> that's a good point. We 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 sit down like take a Saturday uh, a bye week and just spend twelve hours watching the extended cuts of Lord of the Rings. No, there's drinking and football to watch, to do Agreed. and watch. Uh, let's have Pete hang on so we give him a little bit of time to, to make his take. Sure, Pete likes Lord Scott of the Rings. is here with the Miller Light and a shot. Rumplements, Mr. Rumplements <laughs> is here. God love him. <laughs> there we have. It. He's, he's trying to prep for for tomorrow. Pete, hang on the line. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to some emails as well. It's kind of gone into Movie Friday slash. Uh, Nebraska, Indiana. So I uh, can send your prediction in as well. Where are you at with the five points? You feel a little funny about that or all day lay the five? I don't know that you can do it with Nebraska. They may win, but I don't know that five's, five's accurate. It's a tall, 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 tall ask. Back here at the Single Barrel Hale Varsity winding down, hour one. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hail Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut, preteen Swedish boy. Thank you, Kramer. Hail Varsity Roadshow Friday here at the Single Barrel inside the Graduate. Few uh, Indiana fans mill it around. Emmanuel, he's... Coaching at North Star came by to say what's up. Was asking about the uh, the football program. Uh, Walt emails in Chris at HaleVarsity.com in capital letters here. Beware of rumplements. 
<laughs> oh, we need to be very uh, concerned about uh, said rumplements. Uh, let's go to Pete. Pete's been on hold. Pete, welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead. Hello. Pete, you're on, bud. Go for it. Hey, how are you doing? We're hanging in. I got rumplements in front of me. Hey, I, I think on this game you can pretty much take a quarter, flip it up in the air, and call it. Who knows? <laughs> but I wanted to ask you a question. I don't know the coach's name, but the coach at Air Force, what little I've seen of them, I really like what he's doing on offense. Calhoun. And I think he's, he's done a, a good job with the Air Force. What do you? What can you say about him, and what's his background? He's extremely talented, Pete. He's done well at the service academies. They've been seven, eight, nine wins the majority of the time under Calhoun. But he's not just an option guy. Former he, NFL he's offensive a, coordinator. He's an offensive coordinator in the NFL. So he's pretty worldly. And, um, and, and I, I think that speaks, I mean, you always see the service academies running triple option, but it, it speaks to his knowledge of offense knowing that, you know what, there's a reason that triple option works in the service academies. You can't get those big mauling offense linemen. you got to go a little undersized, and the, the triple option works well with that. So I think that speaks to, to how adaptable he is to, to what roster that he can bring into a school like Air Force. And I, I really like Troy Calhoun. Not sure if he's ready for the, the step up recruiting-wise to a, a Power 5 school like Nebraska, but uh, I, I like Calhoun. I think he could develop, but I think as good as he is, there may be some, you would think, better better options with, with Power 5 background. Uh, it, it, at least that's my thought. Nebraska needs to go with a guy that can either get Big Ten people or knows the Big Ten. Pete, thanks for the phone call. Uh, Jeff chimes in. He thinks Nebraska by a touchdown 31-24 and Jeff also saying, give me the unders there with that score. Brennan gassed up his uh, pick-em-up truck and went to Wyoming. And he said, I'm taking the points. I won't disclose disclose how much I put down, but it'd pay a lot. (laughs) You can probably do money line here and do really well on IU. Just do the straight-up money line. Forget the points. That's what my brother might be doing. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but he's closer to the river than I am, so he can do what he wants. So Walt chimes back in. Uh, be careful with beer and rumplements and other options. I was puking my guts out at 66th and 0 at the Village Inn. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good Village Inn. It's a great Village Inn, but just when Walt's there back in the day, be careful. When there's substances, rumplements, and beer. I'm, I'm trying to think of... <laughs> he said it's Satan. <laughs> Village, Village Inn doesn't sell alcohol, though. Satan, is this Satan's like mouthwash. Trip? Post-bar trip, I assume, after the... Uh... I think it was probably a little hotel party. There's a lot of those little okay. hotels in the back that yeah. some of us may have gone to in prom. I don't know. Post-party. I, I didn't. Post-party. Po- I, 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 I didn't get invited to post-parties in, in Ever? high school. No? Well, I, I just chose You had that one friend who had uh, another friend that was, you know, like the guy in to keep the movie theme going, Days and Confused. It was the, the, the 20-year-old dating high school chicks, you know? Wrong answer, I know, but... <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at hailvarsity.com. 
just go to hailvarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Welcome to Hail Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hail Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back into it, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio here at the Single Barrel Roadshow Friday. We're inside the Graduate in the Haymarket. Come get yourself a big old steak in front of Nebraska, Indiana. Get a bourbon, get a beer, get a rumplement, assuming Scotty hasn't finished it off. Uh, Elijah Herbal is here, Connor Clark back in studio, the pride of Fairbury. He looks all set to do some karaoke. NBC Sports is the professor, Bill Dolman, is here. Good, sir, how are you? You know, I'm doing okay. It's nice to come down. I've been thinking about the uh, Friday afternoon Guinness uh, pretty much all week. Not quite seen that come by yet, but nevertheless. Uh, <laughs> Where I is do, my rent? I do love coming down to uh, the single barrel and uh, hanging out with you guys. You're very kind. Uh, Bill Dolman with us as uh, we turn our attention. It's homecoming week. Uh, we just heard uh, 10-11's report on beer at PBA. That is a good thing. I know Fred's got a roster flip going on with defensive-minded first, thank God, but still could help get you through it. <laughs> and just in time for just, tonight, from just, what I understand. Just so. in time. Just yeah, in time. Yeah, for, um, oh, I've got to get out of here early because uh, Waka Flocka Flame is, uh, Flame down is, is down at the PBA. So We need you to open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I figured, you know, Elijah was going to come down there and hang out with me and Waka. But well, Walker's yeah. going to hang out with Elijah. We got to get the order right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that about doesn't. That. It does not shock me at all. <laughs> Once it went on the agenda, mm-hmm. like they were going to vote that down. Come on. No, I I totally get it. Well, we'll uh, be sure to catch up with Jacob Padilla and his reaction to Nebraska tonight from a basketball standpoint. But guys, Nebraska football on our mind here, and we talked about the topic of change 2.0. You had change with Mickey back for Oklahoma. Now you have change with Bill Bush. You've known uh, Mr. Bush for a long time, and uh, he's well-traveled. This isn't new to him, but again, this is about coaching up and confidence for this football team. Indiana's not great, but there's some talent to deal with tomorrow night. Well, everybody's talking about pace. And in this era of analytics, everything is about pace, like in the NBA and now in football and all of that kind of stuff. It comes down to just making some plays. It comes down to hitting somebody and being physical, being aggressive and making sure tackling. And if that's what Bill brings to the table tomorrow and for the rest of the season, a little more passion and simplification, then great. Nobody's going to be more passionate about leading that defense than Bill Bush, okay? He was not a black shirt, but he knows what the black shirts are all about, okay? Nobody should have a black shirt. I think we all agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to understand the, the level of excellence that it is going to take to, for somebody to play at that level. So, you know, I like Bill a lot. And I've talked about it before with Mickey. Mickey having made, I think I counted it today, I think this is the 14th stop in Mickey's coaching career. Bill Bush isn't too far behind. And he's another guy who's made all kinds of stops along the way and done every job that you possibly can do up with outside of being a head coach. So... 
He's got a lot of respect. He's got a lot of experience, a lot of background to what he wants to do in the next eight games as he also auditions for a job. And let's face it, some of those other guys who got moved up from analyst or intern or GA positions, this is a big deal to them too. So I think the bye week was was ideal for this mm-hmm. this group of uh, coaches, for the players to reset, and I would look for a, a spirited performance. And let me, let me add this. I was going back in time and looking at uh, some great um, homecoming games of the past. Okay, 92. And 94. Both were okay. homecoming games, okay. both against Colorado. The game in particular in 1992 when Nebraska beat Colorado 52-7, to and arguably my most favorite Husker game ever outside of 71 Nebraska-Oklahoma first. That game in particular was at a time when people were doubting Tom Osborne. This was prior to the run, okay? They're coming off lackluster performances in Orange Bowls. They'd lost big to Oklahoma in the past. Colorado was starting to come on. In fact, I think Colorado and Nebraska were 0-1-1 and in the previous two meetings between those two schools, and they're doubting Tom Osborne. And Nebraska comes out, sets the tone in that game with an interception on the first play and kicked their ass all Halloween night so much that it scared Michael Myers, okay? And after the game, the players said, we were so motivated to not let Coach Osborne down and take and let anybody take any shots at him. And if the players respond to get behind Mickey, get behind Bill and the rest of the staff, it could be a special day, not against a sexy opponent like Colorado, but nevertheless, it's a game Nebraska has to have. But, I mean, Bill, Nebraska had that chance to, to prove their coach right and, and, and stand up for him in a game against Oklahoma, which was a sexy opponent. And Nebraska came out. Uh, firing for about four minutes, and then uh, everything went to hell after that. So I mean, what, what's leading you to believe, aside from the fact that in, in the difference of competition uh, between Oklahoma and Indiana, what's leading you to believe that there could be a, a change by the time Indiana rolls in uh, to Memorial Stadium tomorrow night? Just because I look at this and I go, yeah, Indiana's not as good as Oklahoma, but they're still better than two teams Nebraska's lost to, in my opinion, in Georgia Southern and Northwestern. The most the, the game that this, the play that stands out most to me in the Nebraska Oklahoma game is the 61 yard run mm. by Dylan Gabriel. That and that one run, you got an indication of the kind of effort that you might see the rest of the way from that Nebraska defense, and unfortunately, we did. Gabriel's just running through for 61 yards, and nobody can touch him. One guy put a hand on him, didn't bring him down, and then jogs out of bounds. That was the definitive play of the game. And it was right after the touchdown. So if, if you can get a spirited effort, entire game for 60 minutes, and not just, well, we played well for it, we got a touchdown, that was good. No, if, if everybody can come out and play hard, make some sure tackles, that's going to give Nebraska a chance. Look, Oklahoma was flat out better. Mm-hmm. We hoped that there would be some type of spiritual uh, strength that Nebraska would have that would carry him through after that touchdown. What didn't happen? This is a team that is on Nebraska's level right now, and Nebraska should come out, give those guys a good effort, and I think that they can win the game. Well, Bill, how much does a good effort, and I'm really glad that you brought that Dylan Gabriel run up from a couple weeks ago, how much does a good effort on defense change things? Now, obviously, effort is one thing, execution is another, but it feels like that effort was just not there, especially from that particular play that you pointed out. So how much does that kind of boost Nebraska this weekend? And does, do they make 
that five and a half point spread towards themselves uh, look a little bit better than it does right now. I think you said does, does the fact that people, the, the fact that Nebraska has a, is favored in this game? He was asking how much does a good effort on D matter and let's talk about the line oh, here. Oh, okay. Uh, five and I'm a half. I'm having a hard time hearing Connor. Oh, sorry. Um, you know, look, I, I, I think that the fact that Nebraska has some people thinking that it can win this game and give, is giving uh, you know, them that benefit, but everything everything is going to come back to the defense. I'm not, I don't think anybody should be worried about really Nebraska's offense for the most part. Offensive line, yes. But uh, whatever need Nebraska's defense needs to uh, have some motivation and a little belief, I, I, think that the, I think they can use every bit of it. Bill Dolman's with us here. We're at the single barrel, Hale Varsity Radio. We'll get into some of the coaching carousel in a moment. Bill, you're a big Animal House guy. I loved Animal House I as lived well. It. <laughs> Who were you then? We were, you know, no, no, you no, know, no, God what, love my fraternity, what, Theta Zai fraternity, 1535 R Street. What character? Well, I always thought back in the day. You're until, Eric Stratton. Damn glad to well, meet you. Yeah, because I was a rush chairman. Uh, so I would, I would, but I thought you really, for the most part, I was kind of in that boon mold. <laughs> up until about a month and a half ago. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then the new the, the new job comes along, and all of a sudden, yeah, you know, you're, you're, there's a little more Donald Sutherland going on there. <laughs> but look, for, any, for anybody who was in a fraternity from about 1978, for maybe the next, uh, you know, 10 years or so, that, was, that movie is a documentary. Yeah? yeah? Did you have a paddle? Yep. Did you use said paddle? No I can't. No, I can't give. I can't give too many secrets out. Mm-hmm. We we have our paddles with our our year and our pin number and our nickname on there. And uh, what was uh, your nickname? Spanky. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I knew how to use the paddle. Okay. <laughs> We've said too much. <laughs> We're going to run and hide. <laughs> Keeping with the fraternity theme. Okay, Spanky. Uh, what, never, uh, never say that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Let's who, leave that one in 1982. Who, who, does, who does Nebraska represent? What, what character in Animal House? Oh, well, without a doubt, it's, it's totally Blue Tarski. Really? Totally a blue tar ski. Right now, zero Searching point zero, right? But what happened? He's a senator. He went on to become a senator. <laughs> turned it around, <laughs> bounced back, probably a little rehab. Put the pirate costume on. <laughs> right. Well, are you saying Mike Leach is going to be the next no, head coach? No, 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 no. Look, ne- Nebraska, Nebraska has gone from... Right now, you know, double secret probation for the analyst thing. Remember that a year ago? Mm-hmm. Nobody knew that was going on. And uh, uh, so right now we – and then you lose to Georgia Southern. That is a total fail in that exam. That's going it, to the club is, and getting kicked out. It is 0.0. <laughs> we're not Daniel Simpson Day. We're not – We're not. Uh, you know. I think they're D-Day. I think they're D-Day no, because no. He's, he, he was – Pretty important. He could play uh, the Lone Ranger on his throat, and then he uh, ramming speed. Ramming speed. Which we, then, need, we need a little D Day on defense. And then he was never to be seen again. <laughs> well, but I, I, I think there is a Blue Tarski resurgence coming for Nebraska football. Okay. Yeah, that's why I think zero points. We look. We 
We flunked the Georgia the Southern test. Okay, we flunked. Got well, a couple of pins up our nostrils sitting next to Flounder, right? Or Flounder sitting next to us. <laughs> but I, I look for a senatorial resurgence okay. with, with Nebraska football, and that the, the the movie will have a happy ending. Okay. And maybe who knows? There might be a gynecological uh, success as well. Potentially. Yeah. In Beverly Hills. In Beverly Hills. If somebody's that, you're doing okay for yourself, right? Do it and nails, nails it with Nebraska. Whereabouts unknown. <laughs> right now. Whereabouts unknown with Nebraska. Uh, you, you got a contribution here from uh, Matt. He was asking uh, about Troy Calhoun. I love the, Troy Calhoun. To the coaching topic here for a moment, here mm-hmm. before we get back to Nebraska, Indiana. How does... How does Fleck grab you? He's got a paddle, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's been rowing, not up any crick. He's winning, I, man. I, 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 I think that there are a lot of good uh, – I think there are several candidates out there who have been mentioned that maybe better fits um, that Nebraska would probably – You think Trev and, and, and PJ would kick it? Probably, I think there, there's something to that. The thing that that would that I would pause. Trub Alberts is the athletic director of Nebraska. Trub Alberts is the leader of the athletic department at Nebraska. Whomever takes that job, and I've said this from before Scott departed, whoever takes that job has to understand that there is a line of power. The football coach is not going to have the power over Trev Alberts. That's just not going to happen. Trev's going to be the boss. Trev's going to have a great working relationship with whomever he hires. But if I, I get that feeling that he has enough of an ego that I'm not sure that he would be able to handle the fact that he's not in charge and Trev is. I think there are others who have been mentioned mm-hmm. that would fall into that. I have a great working relationship with my boss and I let my boss be the boss, and that is Trev Alberts. And it has to be that way. Otherwise, you're going to get into a situation like some programs get into, and Nebraska sort of got, had, had gotten into, where the football coach has all kinds of sway and say. and There's it's, no it's, supervision. It's, there's no supervision. Uh, Seth emails in. Chris at HaleVarsity.com wants to know if he can dance with our dates. <laughs> and he says, Meet us at the Dexter Lake Club later. He says Nebraska represents Stork from <laughs> <laughs> the character The Stork. If there's anything this show has taught me today, it's that Nebraska could really represent any character in Animal House. We've, we've been through the ma- We've been through just about every single wasn't, notable didn't Stork character. Wasn't Stork write Animal House? Huh? Didn't Stork write Animal House? Yeah. Doug Kenny? Yeah, uh, yeah, Doug Kenny. Yeah. He's no longer with Stork, us. Yeah, rest in peace. Doug Stork was the genius behind Animal House with uh, Landis. But the, the three seconds he had in the movie, they were throwing uh, booze at the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the photos, right? The, right. Yeah. The 8 by 10s Well, what are you supposed to do, you moron? Right. Yeah. Well, everyone thought the Stork was brain damaged. <laughs> <laughs> So we are. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a documentary. It is. Bill Dolman with us here at the Single Barrel. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Brady Altman's from HaleVarsity.com and Magazine is in the green room. We will uh, get his take on Nebraska Animal House and Homecoming. And Bill Dolman, we never knew, man. We never knew that you were magic with the paddle. 
No, it, it's, I, it sounded I am, more and more wrong every I time am, you said it. I am <laughs> unexpected. Uh, there are a lot of unexpected things. Uh, yeah. No, it's all right. It's, it's uh, confidential. It's top secret. Just don't trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Dolman says Nebraska is Bluto. If we're talking homecoming, Animal House. Senator Blutarski. What character in the movie best represents Nebraska? You can go back to Kevin Bacon, Chip. All is well. Remain calm. Uh, no. No. Okay. No. Not, not right now, no. Brady is with us. Well, uh, well we, we get run, run over. Yeah. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do. Ten issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hail Varsity on the road here at the Single Barrel. Back here tomorrow for pregame 3.30 to 5.30 in front of Nebraska, Indiana. We're here till 6. Chris Schmidt. Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, the pride of Fairbury, Bill Dolman, as uh, we are uh, getting ready for homecoming, Nebraska, Indiana. And uh, a reminder to you that uh, they have over 200 whiskeys and bourbons for you to drink, and, and it's right behind us. This is the, uh, the whiskey closet. It is locked. Yeah, well, they know better. <laughs> um, there's steaks to be eaten here if you're coming into town for, for the ball game. Great breakfast every morning as well. With us is Brady Oltman's uh, reporter with HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. And you find him on Twitter at Brady Oltman. Brady, good to see I'm with you again. Uh, thanks for coming by. Thanks for zooming in here on StreamYard. Yay or nay on Animal House. You've seen it, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but that's a that's a big one from the childhood. So it's it's a classic. You gotta love it. The reason we bring it up, it's homecoming, right? There's pageantry. There's a parade tonight. No ramming speed, thankfully. But a question for you: uh, what what character in Animal House is Nebraska football right now? Oh, you're putting him on the spot. I can I see it in his eyes. I can see it in his eyes. <laughs> He's trying to find one character's name from Animal House. <laughs> We've been through a hundred of them. I know. Well, it's, I don't know. It's really difficult. I think at this time and place, you could probably say Pluto, but I, but that's just because, I don't know. I, they had brighter days before, and I think brighter days are probably ahead. Unfortunately for Jim Belushi, those those, those brighter days are now, but they're not on this mortal plane. So, we'll. Uh, but yes, I think, well, I think we all see the future on the way. So, it, to your point, Dolman, it was he becomes a senator eventually, in yeah. in in all of this. Yeah, I agree with that. Things things are about to get better. Uh, that's the word. So let's talk a little bit here, Brady, on some keys to uh, to Nebraska here. What are you looking forward with uh, the Big Red tomorrow night here? Where can they find a win? What's what are some areas you're you're scoped in on? 
Uh, first and foremost, on the defensive side, uh, because I think we can all agree that Nebraska's defense is the thing that's kind of um, been on uh, the most alert, I guess, that's needed to be cleaned up a little bit the most. Uh, they've simplified things since Bill Bush has taken over. They're going to one thing Mickey Joseph said that stood out to me is they want to make sure that they don't um, coach the athleticism out of the guys, allow them to, to fly with speed and get to places a little bit more, a little bit quicker, which I think um, is going to be beneficial because Indiana is one of the fastest teams in the nation. They run like three, 3.3 plays a minute. So they're going to have to keep up speed. Um, they're going to have to be able to defend the pass quickly. And then on the flip side of that, um, Indiana's run defense is no slouch either. So it's going to be a big test for Nebraska's line, uh, which has been retooled because of injury to kind of get everything up and running again. But um, yeah, I, those are the big ones. Um, I mean, Casey and the offense has been clicking. I know that the offense has a little uh, thorn in their side because the last time out was against Oklahoma. They didn't perform as consistently as they wanted to, uh, but they've been doing pretty well. Uh, so offensively, being able to establish a run against that defense and then defensively just being able to keep up and, and spread out um, is going to be the big story. So Brady's dog checks in, says hi as well. Brady Oatman's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Brady, when a game that, that really could be a shootout, uh, two really bad defenses, the bottom two in the, uh, the Big Ten so far this season, shootout uh, I think could be expected. What, what is the magic number for Nebraska's offense? If they reach this point total, you think there's a good chance they're going to get the job done and get the win? I genuinely think if they can, I mean, I'd say four, four touchdowns, and I feel good with some some special teams points. Um, I know that they really want to get the special teams going, whether that's a big kick return, punt return, or even just a field goal. You know, I think that's going to be a big thing for them. Um, it, I think, um, offensively, they they've got that rhythm. If they can get four touchdowns in good rhythm, uh, you, you've got to feel really good about their chances to pull out a win. Brady Oatlands is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Brady, I asked Jacob Padilla this earlier in the show, and we talk about Indiana's pacing, how quick they are, and how Nebraska has to adjust to them. Well, how does Nebraska make Indiana adjust to their pace, and how does, say, the offense take that into their own hands? We talk about, you know, stringing together a longer drive. How do they do that tomorrow night? It's going to be picking up first downs keeping first down manageable, picking up a couple yards, two, three, four here and there to keep second and third down more manageable and stay in that rhythm. To their credit, the offense really hasn't been that penalty slag this year. I mean, they've uh, there have been a couple of lapses, sure, but, but for the most part, the offense has been pretty they, – they haven't really shot themselves in the foot in terms of penalties. So you feel really good about that. Um, I don't imagine that that will be any sort of issue now. Um, so I think do it, they, they also like to get space out on the edge, right? Trey Palmer is now a record holder for this Nebraska offense. Um, I saw Casey and a couple of – Casey and Chubba were throwing to a couple of guys after practice the other day in the stadium, which I found kind of interesting. Um, I, I mean, it was just a couple of them just tossing. Um, Casey was in pads. One of the receivers was. One of the receivers wasn't. So I think it's just they're, they're really focusing on getting that rhythm, getting things going. Because um, they like to do kind of the seven, eight, three, four, eight yard, you know, pass plays, and then eventually try to get it over the top for fifteen, twenty. Um, so if they do that, you know, two, three plays at a time, get 
you know, Indiana kind of off guard like they have against some other teams this year, that's, I mean, that's going to be probably what the offense is looking for. You know, one of the things that Mickey said, um, what was after his first press conference or at his first press conference was, we were too fast. We needed to slow things down. And it's not going to take a genius to think, okay, well, instead of snapping the ball with 18 seconds to go on the play clock, well, we just work it down to seven or eight seconds or five seconds. If you want to take Indiana out of its game, yeah, you've got to get first downs. You've got to move the ball and keep the chains moving. But there's no reason why Nebraska can't do that without using the clock a little bit more and putting together a two-and-a-half to three-and-a-half-minute drive as opposed to these, yeah, it's great the way they scored against Oklahoma in a minute and 43 seconds, and most of their drives this season have all been, what, two minutes and 15 seconds or under. I mean, the majority of Nebraska's drives have taken less than two minutes. Slow it down. Slow down the pace. And if that's all what Indiana has and that's what everything that Indiana is afraid of, then start snapping the ball, using the play clock, run it a little bit. And you can still do those same short passes and then bust the big one. But it's to me, and that's one of the first things Mickey said, it was it's on me. We need to slow it down. Well, get that defense, their defense, thinking we got to, we got to move, we got to move, we got to move. You might take them, you might take Indiana's game defense out of its own game plan and out of its own head. Nebraska can set the pace and can still do what it wants to do offensively. It doesn't have to be rapid fire and <laughs> be unsuccessful with three and outs, and you're punting after 45 seconds. Yeah, Pretty and, simple. And, and, and to Mickey's credit, um, he he said I should have slowed it down a little bit earlier against Oklahoma and. Uh, Mark Whipple said, I'm cool with slowing it down, whatever we've got to do to win. He's been a head coach before he gets it. So I think Mickey said going into Big Ten play, they do plan to, to slow the tempo down. Now, how much that slowed down, um, you know, we'll I guess we'll find out on Saturday. But I guess that is kind of the mentality of, of the offense going into the rest of the Big Ten season in earnest is is at least utilizing the play clock a little bit more and slowing it down, even if that is adding um, – maybe 45 seconds, uh, a minute and a half, or hopefully longer onto their scoring drives. Brady, are you of the opinion this is a tipping point game for Nebraska? They don't win this. It may get pretty lean the rest of the year, or uh, they can, dare I say, be close as they get hit by Elijah and Bill for bringing it up. Uh, Be close again, but still be okay a week from tonight. Um, yeah, I wouldn't classify this one as a must win. I definitely think it's a lot different of a season um, if they win tomorrow versus a loss tomorrow. But I think you've, you've got Rutgers on the road. You've got a couple of uh, – you still got time to build a little bit of momentum before the back end of your schedule gets really tough. But I tell you what, it's been a long, long time since Nebraska's won a, a road game or consecutive games, let alone consecutive conference games. So you've got to get, you've got to get this one for homecoming – uh, coming off a bye week after getting, you know, the doors knocked off by a top 10, number six team in the country. So I wouldn't call it a must win, but, but boy, you're doing yourself a whole lot of favors if they can manage to, to pull out a win tomorrow. All right, we are here at the Single Barrel Hail Varsity Radio Roadshow. The pride of Knuckles County with us, Brady Oltmans. You're picking a steak. Just, I'm not buying you one, my friend, someday. But uh, <laughs> what are you going with here? Elijah and I took down... What was it, ribeye? It was, uh, we had a sirloin, a strip, 
uh, some andouille sausage, a burger, a ribeye. Hold on, there. And, and well, that was that. That was that Flintstone pile of meat. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it was a platter. It was, it was awesome. a steak yeah. platter with the burgers and the sausage and two steaks with it. You had a ribeye here. Or did you have a strip? I had a fillet once. You had a mm. fillet. That's right. Yeah. I forget. Top five steak all time. <laughs> so Brady, are you going? Uh, are you going fillet? Are you going ribeye? Are you going T-bone? What's um, what's what's the call here? I like a good sirloin strip. That's a, that's a good piece of meat for me. I mean, I'm you Beefy, can yeah. slab, you you can dry rub it. You can you know just sauce it up, or you can have it with just a nice little bit of rosemary or something on top, and it's good uh, anyway. I like it. Brady, I, as as a follow up question. Brady. <laughs> What's her name? Rosemary? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Again, I'm not hearing real well, so no. I just want to play along. <laughs> Brady, as a follow-up question, if you're picking the beer that's going in on tap at Pinnacle Bank Arena, well, what beer are you putting into Pinnacle Bank? Personal preference. I've, I've always been a PBR guy. Um, that's just, you know, nice and, nice and easy for me, but I could go with uh, – a good choice of Boulevard, a good choice of Zipline. Um, okay. If you want to keep it Midwest and local, um, there's plenty of good, you know, uh, Hail Varsity, uh, Hail Ales. Hail Ale, well played, that sir. Could, <laughs> that could definitely flow well. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, if I had to only pick one, PBR, because let's be honest, I'm not trying to break my wallet while I'm there either. <laughs> Yeah, give me the uh, the eleven dollar tall boy, right? Well, it, huh? it, it rolls off the tongue. PBR at PBA. Yeah, PBR at PBA. There we have it. Brady, we'll let you get to it. We'll see you at the stadium tomorrow night, bud. Appreciate you. All right, good to see you guys. There he is, Brady Oltman's with us, football man with HailVarsity.com and magazine. Good stuff. And yeah, I, I don't mind PBR. You're, I don't drink beer. I drink Guinness. So. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't drink beer. I drink Guinness. PBR is not my beer choice. That's the seventh Guinness drop since five. I better go get him one. (laughs) Move it along and give me a coffee while you're at it. Uh, Clausburn, the infamous Clausburn. Next forecast on the way. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back here at the Single Barrel, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Bill Dolman, and, of course, Connor Clark. Kent emails in chris at halevarsity.com that as much as Frost likes to golf, the entire program was Bushwood Country Club, and leading the program was Al, Rodney Dangerfield's character. So we're switching up the Greek fraternity theme from a homecoming standpoint to uh, to Caddyshack. Jasper's stepdad emails in. He's got the uh, homecoming parade vehicle, and it's sweet here. Uh, Ronnie Green's riding in it. It's a 72 Chevelle, mm. as he calls it, the Deathmobile. <laughs> That's pretty good. Let's uh, get into the forecast. We welcome in. He's imaginary. He wears red. We say hi to Clausburn. Claus, how are we doing today? Well, I'm doing okay. And uh, I wanted to take a moment off the top here, Christopher, and tell you how much I appreciate you and your program. I know you're working hard and broadcasting all the time on the air and doing uh, different sports broadcasts and trying to keep the home fires burning. I know you're 
You're going through the grinder, and I don't just mean the app on your phone, so that's <laughs> <up> good work. <laughs> well played, Claus. Well played. Uh, let's talk Friday night football. Washington, two and a half, the favorite at UCLA. The over, I don't know if the two and a half is the number of fans in the stands or if that's the point <laughs> spread, but uh, DeBoer and uh, Penix are for real. They uh, they hammer chip, I think, 37-20. Not even a close ball game. Washington rolls tonight. Elijah. Yeah, uh, I'll take Washington to win this one by seven. Uh, let's go 27-20. to 20. Washington takes down UCLA. I, I can't lie to you. I haven't watched much UCLA football. I know they're joining the Big Ten, but I'll wait for them to join the Big Ten before I watch that empty stadium. Yeah. Connor, what do you think here, Washington or UCLA? I think Washington probably wins this game by a couple of touchdowns. We'll, we'll give them a 14-point win on the road, and for over-under on fans, we'll go with 2,500. 2,500. We say to Clausburn, Washington or UCLA, Claus? Well, I'll tell you, I feel for UCLA. You know, we know what it's like to leave for the Big Ten Conference, and of course that really made the politicians in California mad. I don't know why they're holding them to a different standard than the rest of the 10% of their population that's left in the last two years. It's like watching Grapes of Wrath on Rewind, the way people are leaving that state. But that said, I'll take Washington in this one, <laughs> 34 and UCLA 20. Bill Dolman. I think that Washington upholds the pride of the whack because that's where they're headed. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> if they don't get a late last-minute invite to the Big Ten. They're getting a bailout. So uh, if they don't go to the Big Ten and they end up in the whack of the Mountain West, I look for them to a roll on UCLA because I don't think the Bruins care a lick about this season or much else. They're just waiting to go get Big Ten paychecks. I think Washington wins at 34-17. Kentucky at Ole Miss. This is weird. Kentucky's higher rank. Kentucky's got a Heisman quarterback, Ole Miss. Uh, if you ask Lane, he can shoot a cannon through the student section. Ole Miss favored minus seven. I think you. I think uh, Kentucky wins this outright, and I think they're just a little bit better defensively. Give me the Wildcats over the Rebels, and uh, give me Kentucky twenty-seven and Ole Miss twenty-four. A tight one that Stoops gets done. Yeah, uh, I hate when we agree like this, Schmitty. I also have Kentucky going and, and winning straight up, thirty-four to thirty-one over Lane and the Rebels. Ole Miss, we've said it before, i got a, a soft spot in my heart, but uh, not sold on that team yet this year, especially the quarterback position with Jackson Dart. He's been good. I don't think he's great, and I think Kentucky gets it done. Connor Clark, what do you say? I'm also agreeing with you, Schmitty. Down to the score, I think the Wildcats win 27-24 in a field goal. Bill Dolman. Well, what the heck, 27-24. <laughs> okay. Claus, uh, you ever been to the SIP? Oh, well, I've talked to Sip an awful lot, and that wasn't wrong, a great experience, wrong. but. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nice. You know, I have it on good authority. Now, I don't know this personally, but a good friend of mine, we'll just call him Robert S. Uh, Devaney, uh, he tells me that Kentucky <laughs> is the home of the finest bourbon and dark liquor in the entire world. And that probably is something the Ole Miss fans can relate to because I heard from the great American philosopher Ron Swanson that clear liquor is for rich women on diets 
And I don't know if anybody in the state of Mississippi can even spell the word diet. Oh, no. With that said, with that said, I'll take Kentucky in this one, (laughs) 27-24. There we go. The quadfecta there. Bama minus 17 at Arkansas. I think Bama wins. I think Arkansas makes some sweat. Give me uh, Bama 24 and Arkansas 21, a a big-time cover for Arkansas. Give me Arkansas straight up 20-17 to 17 over Bama. Bama's got a rough stretch coming up. Tennessee is next week. I think they overlook uh, the Razorbacks a little bit. And I'll take upset of the week, maybe of the year. Arkansas takes down Alabama by a score wow. of 20-17. to 17. Connor Clark. I think Bama gets it done on the road. I don't know if they necessarily cover. I'll give them a two-touchdown win. Let's say 34-20 to 20 Bama wins. Bill Dolman. I think the tide rolls on Arkansas. I think that this is going to be a blowout, and Alabama sends a message to Tennessee, 52-14. to 14. Oh, wow. All right, could happen. Claus, uh, what do you like here? Bama laying 17, Arkansas at home. Well, I think if you're an Arkansas fan, you're probably fairly concerned about Bama rolling into town, but not as concerned as you will be on November 19th when Ole Miss rolls into town and you start to confuse their fans for – your own live mascot. I think I'll take Bama in this one, 37, and Arkansas 17. All right, to Big 12 country we go. Okie State, Baylor, Mr. Aranda minus two. I think Baylor stays hot. Big win in Ames last week. They hang on against Oklahoma State, uh, 24 to 20, a win in cover for the Bears. I'll keep it short and sweet. Baylor 31, Oklahoma State 27. Winning cover for Baylor. All right, Connor Clark. Baylor with a win and a cover as well, 27 to 20 over Oklahoma State. Bill Dolman. I think that Baylor's going to start to feel the weight of the Dave Aranda speculation to Nebraska at some point. Maybe not this week, but it'll start to weigh on them. However, because they're at home, that's the only reason I'll take them over Oklahoma State. I think that the Cowboys are better than people think, but I'll take them uh, 31 to 30. Claus, real quick here. What do you say before uh, a quick break? Baylor, Okie State. Well, I've been reading up a lot on Dave Aranda. As folks have said, there's a lot of similarities between he and I. You know, a calm demeanor. Uh, gets the most out of his players. There's there's one, one key difference, and I don't know if I want to point it out. I don't want to get political or nothing. Don't want to get controversial. You know what? I'm just going to say it. He's a bald guy. I'll take Baylor in this one, 31, <laughs> and Oklahoma State, 27. There we go. He takes Baylor anyway. <laughs> We're going to go uh, to timeout. Claus, comes on, come on back with us. No, Claus is going to timeout too. <laughs> and uh, single barrel is where we're at here. The forecast rolls forward. Nebraska, Indiana, Indiana predictions next on Hale Varsity. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time, Hail Varsity Radio here at the Single Barrel Roadshow Friday, every home football Friday. We're presented by Currency 
For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, Pride of Fairberry's Bill Dolman, Clausburn on hold here before we get back to the forecast Nebraska-Indiana picks. We're back here tomorrow, 3.30, locally uh, on ESPN Lincoln, 3.30 to 5.30 pregame, and also a uh, local programming note uh, for Lincoln, ESPN Lincoln, Southeast, Southwest tonight. Mm. Myself, Elijah, Tim Bob will have that ball game for you at 8. Without further ado, back to the forecast. The line minus 5, Nebraska favored. It is awkward. It is weird. It could be a lot of points. And I think just enough points for Indiana to win at a familiar score, 38-31. IU gets it done. Going to me? Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Indiana straight up going to win this football game. I just do not trust Nebraska's offensive line enough to, to keep this offense in rhythm. You want to slow the football down. You want to keep the offense on the field well. You need an offense line to do that. And I don't think Nebraska's offensive line is up to the task. So I'll take Indiana 34 in Nebraska 27. Okay, so a win and an outright win for Indiana. 11 sacks already for the Hoosier defensive line. That's impressive. Uh, Connor Clark is with us, and he has a prediction. Indiana 35, Nebraska 28. It pains me to say it, but I don't get the five-point spread. I really don't. Bill Dolman, before you reach over and hammer us. Yeah, you guys all suck. <laughs> All right, Spanky. Nebraska <laughs> 200 to nothing. Okay. You guys just made me really angry. I okay. hope that doesn't I affect hope they my grade. I up on it. It's possible. Well, there you go. Who was it? Somebody scored 98 last week. Possibly. That works. All right. Bill says 200 to nothing. Nebraska, the outright cover and win. Well, in the overs. In the overs, for sure. Claus, what do you say, bud? Well, first of all, I'm with I'm with Bill. I agree with him a lot. We spent a lot of Sunday mornings together breaking down games, and that's one smart fella right there, I'll tell you what. <laughs> but I'll also tell you something about my good friend Mickey Joseph. I think, you know, <clears throat> at each of his press conferences, it seems like he brings up his Louisiana upbringing and the, the things he went through growing up in New Orleans. But I thought he made a decision two weeks ago that was quintessentially Nebraskan. Shows he's really one of us, you know. He had a big problem on the defensive side of the football. And like any good Nebraskan, he knew the best way to solve any problem, no matter how big, is with a bush or bush light. So, <laughs> with that said, I think the defense steps up. And Nebraska wins this one 31 and Indiana 24. Claus, good for you. Good for you, Bill. Yeah. Going with the big red. Claus, enjoy your weekend. Okay. There he goes. Claus Byrne with us. Uh, it's Google Play. And also on the YouTube channel, Bill. Thank you so much, buddy. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, Elijah Herbal, yeah, here to spend time with you. We're not done for the night. No, no we, have, we have football tonight. Connor Clark, uh, about 9,000 expected at Seacrest. And most of 70th Street is closed per a... Folk, uh, person on the road, so good luck pl- getting there. <laughs> plan accordingly. Plan accordingly. Uh, back at you tomorrow here from the single barrel for pregame weekend edition at three thirty. Thanks for tuning in to Hale Varsity, presented by Currency. A Huda Media Production.